cliffcentral.com. Here he is, Dr. Hanan. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good, Doc. Nice to see you. So let's just talk about this um, because we launched something just the other day where we're trying to get people unstuck. And if you have an issue with somebody that you need resolved, if you want to join us live for a show, free mediation session, you can get in touch with us. Contact at cliffcentral.com. Don't be shy. Talk to the other person. Say, hey, listen, rather than us fighting, let's do this thing. Could be quite fun. Could also be very helpful. When we get on with Dr. Hanan, be no one else on the screen, just the three of you. You can be anonymous if you like. You don't have to put up your picture. And you could sort out your, your conflict, your situation. It could be you're fighting with your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. could be that you are arguing with a colleague at work. It could be that you've got some issue within the family. Or it could be two friends who've got to deal with something. If you have a conflict situation, let us know. We'll help you get unstuck. Just email us, contact at cliffcentral.com. So, Doc, it's something that's affecting every South African right now, but we haven't actually delved into the psychological effects of load shedding. So let's just talk about this because I'm sure it's come up with some of your patients, and I'm sure it's something you've been thinking about too quite a lot. So what do you make of this, and what do you think the psychological effects of something like load shedding could be on people? So it is something that I've been thinking about quite a lot, and I hear it on a daily basis, literally with every patient that come in, oh, my God, what are we going to do about this load shedding? Right. So there are a couple of aspects to it, and I think people should consider the following. The difference between successful and unsuccessful people, successful people talk and invest their time and energy into something that they can control. Unsuccessful people just invest their time and energy and effort and talk about just things that they can't control because we've discussed the coin theory many times in detail. Yes. And you've got a limited amount of energy in the day. And you're the only one, the only architect, the driver that can direct that energy towards anything you want. You can direct it towards things that add value to you or you can direct it towards things that add no value to you. And my advice always is be very cognizant and aware of investing your time and energy into something that you can control and something that adds value to you. Now, load shedding obviously is a, is a big deal. Um, not having electricity affects every part and permeates every part of, our li- every part of our lives. But ask yourself, can I control it? Mm-hmm. Can I do something about it? And my answer to you is if you can control it, and we can delve into the psychological element of trying to control something like load shedding in, in a minute because it's quite fascinating and quite interesting. But if you can control it, then you must do something about it. But if you cannot control it, then you've got to work around it and focus on elements of your life that you can control. Now, by the way, just because I say you've got to focus on other elements that you can control, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's still not an issue. I'm not saying let's ignore it, let's... Uh, uh, assume it's not there, let's turn a blind eye to it. I'm saying it's a problem, no question about it. Sure. But the truth is there are other elements of your world that needs your attention. Are you a brother? Are you a father? Are you a son? Are, do you have commitment to your colleagues? Do you have commitment to your employees? Well, all those aspects of your life demand your attention, and would you rather give those coins to those elements or would you rather give those coins to a conversation that is literally an endless pursuit of nothing? So right. perhaps if we kind of delve into, can you control it? Well, there's 
Well, one thing that I always tell people, you know, I try to stay away from drama and issues and <laughs> frivolous conversation. And I always tell people, if you're going to talk to me about anything, let alone ASCOM, then I want to know what I can do and I want to know a solution. Mm-hmm. So if you're, not, if you're just going to talk to me about the problem without adding some value in terms of a solution, right. then I'd rather invest that this time with you into other people that add value to my world. And the truth is people only behave for two reasons. One, because they want to, or two, because they have to. Those are the only two reasons why people behave. So if we talk about the ESCOM story, well, are people behaving? Well, they certainly don't want to behave, whoever those people are. So we're going to have to make them want to. Uh, or have to rather. So they don't want to, but we're going to have to make them have to. Okay. The only way that you make people have to behave, listen to this, this is a very, very important psychological <laughs> principle whether you're dealing with a partner, whether you're dealing with government, cool. or whether you're dealing with huge entities. You have to be very specific in terms of what they promise, and you have to attach consequences to not performing. Right. So you have to be very specific in terms of what they promise, and two, you have to attach consequences that are meaningful to not performing. If you don't have those two elements, no one will behave. That is, by the way, how we design a star chart for three-year-olds, and that is how we should design a star chart for government. That is the way to make people behave. Let them commit specifically to what they are going to do and attach consequences to not behaving. And if you do those two things, people are going to behave. So there's two elements. One, only discuss things and invest into what you can control and add value. And two, if people are going to behave, make sure they're specific about what they're going to do and make sure that there's consequences attached to it. All right. What do you make of that? Uh, Leanne and Jack, what do you think? Do you think we can attach specific consequences to people who are not performing and that they'll stick to them? Listen, if a star chart or some kind of principle like that is going to uh, kick government, the ANC and ESCOM into gear, then <laughs> I'm all for it. But yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Um, it's it's you know, a case I think of, the, of translating that into what exactly needs to happen. Like, how do we get to that point? I think my favorite part of what the good doctor said was, uh, it's like a star chart for a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly how we yeah. need to be treating the government. Because people yeah. people understand that, right, Doc? It's not um, it's not like you're being patronizing. It's just that that's how kids learn. That's how adults also. Yeah. It it kind of it it reactivates that part of their brain, which is like, okay, if I don't do this, then that. Right. Because remember, we have a very primitive, childlike part of the brain mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a two two hundred million years old, and that part just wants immediate gratification. And the truth is, if we all acted according to our primitive, the childlike part of the brain, then society would not exist. We have to access that higher part of the brain. And therefore, in order to make children three years old behave, we have to ensure that there are specific guidelines and consequences attached. Now, when I deal with adults, I say, listen, we are going to create a star chart for you. Mm. And of course, star chart sounds very childlike. But if you create an adult version of a star chart, which is specific actions, rewards attached to that actions, Mm -hmm. and consequences attached to our performing, then everybody behaves. I deal with the worst of the worst of the worst 
addictions that you can think of. Sure. And even people that have severe addictions to whatever substance that is, the moment you attach consequences, rewards to specific actions, you will not believe the effectiveness and what you're able to take or get out of a person. And if we treated government the same way, now, for example, now the, the latest, you know, I went out to go to the police station to get an affidavit signed yesterday and I asked, and I got into a conversation with the police officer and I said to her, there was load shedding in the station and I said to her, so what do you think of the, of the crisis? I like to get people's opinions and mm. I like to know what people are thinking generally. And she said, it's obviously not good. They're struggling. They shut down the station once there's load shedding. So I said, what do you think is the solution is? And she said, we should privatize ESCOM. And I said to her, what, what does it mean privatize ESCOM? And there was silence. The thing is, it's a, it's a word that people throw around. Yeah. But what does it actually mean? Yeah. What, is, what does it actually mean? So people attach themselves to a solution and they think a solution without actually double-clicking, 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 double-clicking <laughs> until they know exactly what that means and then attaching consequences to that. And by the way, we can also relate this to relationships. Mm. If, I, if my wife says to me, I'm going to be the best wife, the best wife to you, my answer to her would be, oh, well, that's lovely. But what does it mean? Because it sounds wonderful in theory, but what does it mean? How do we boil it down to actionable steps that I can attach rewards and can hold you accountable with consequences if you don't? The moment we talk in general terms, mm. it sounds wonderful, but all we're doing is kicking the can down the road, yes. holding on to hope. But you know what happens to the can? It becomes a barrel. So unless we talk specifics and attach consequences to not performing, nobody behaves. And as you said, those uh, first of all, those specifics need to be very, very clear and focused. And I, I don't know that we've got to that point yet where we can actually give very specific instructions, mostly because most people are just parroting what they hear in the media or whatever else. Like the police officer you asked, you just go, what does that mean? And they don't, they don't know. And I uh, don't know, but I heard other people exactly. saying it, and they seem to know what they're talking about. We've got to do some of the hard work ourselves. It means the heavy lifting is up to every single person. All right, but Doc, uh, just so people know, give them uh, an, another idea or example of the kind of conflict resolution you do for Unstuck so we can get some, a couple of those examples in, get some of those people who've got a conflict situation they need to manage. So it could be from small stuff, for example, uh, couples not agreeing on what they should do on a date night. Or um, I mentioned the example, the guy thinks that he should be allowed to go to a strip club while the partner doesn't agree with that. It could be between a parent and a child where the child feels, well, I'm 18 years old, I can make my own decisions on whether I should smoke, uh, whether I should uh, go out till three in the morning while the parents go, you're an adult. But it's not good for you. And since you're living under my roof, I don't want you to smoke and I don't want you to go out till three in the morning. Who's right and who's wrong? These kind of conflicting situations can really affect a relationship. And let me guide you in terms of the right direction. And again, as I said before, sometimes it's not a 50-50. Sometimes it's an 80-20. Sometimes it's 90-10 another way. But let's get on the same page. Because the moment we let us agree to disagree Again, we're kicking the can down yeah. the road and then conflict arises later on. Just by the way, what we will do with uh, this, this section with, with Dr. Hanan that we're going to start unstuck is he will be the, the judge. You've got to actually sign up 
so that he decides and what he decides is final. You have to go with it. In other words, there's no way out of it. Once you've, um, you've, you've uh, made yourself subject to his finding, you have to implement it as he said. He will guarantee you results if you actually follow his, his findings. But if you break off from his findings at all, then you, you're, you're breaking the law. You're breaking the rules that we're setting up at the beginning of this. Right <laughs> Not down. allowed. Not allowed. So come on, Not let us allowed. know. Send us an email, contact at cliffcentral.com. All right, Doc, thank you so much. Pleasure. Nice to see you guys. Great to see you. There's Dr. Hanan Bushkin checking in with us on our Monday, making sure everything's all right in the mental health world for us. And who the hell doesn't need that first thing on a Monday? Cliffcentral.com.